Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter. And I'm here throughout the week, keeping you up to date with all the latest in crypto and Web3. Today's news and updates are Tesla sells their Bitcoin. Ripple Labs, we got an update. And European rules on crypto seem to be solidifying. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I will, I will let you know what it all means. But first, if you like the content or you don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcasts, please give me a rating. Five stars is preferable. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. All right, so I'm going to just jump right in. Uh, don't forget, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only, and uh, you can use the links below to do your own research. Today's news is stuff that is not necessarily good. I try to balance the, the hopium with some reality checks and things that are not necessarily good. All in all, I think we're trending in a positive direction. I also would like to say I do not think that our current rally is anything more than a relief rally. I do think that the macroeconomic situation is still like not good. And with interest rate hikes coming next week, I do think that we will see this relief rally change course. I am not a technical advisor or a financial advisor. I'm not a technical analyst. I'm not a quantitative analyst. But I do listen to a lot of them. I do consume a lot of information, and that's what I think. However, that said, I'm also starting to dollar cost average in just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> and actually, just in case I'm right. So there you go. All right, let's jump right in. All right, today's first story is by author... Let's see. Hold on. Wrong one. Sorry. Okay, here we go. First article. First story is about Tesla. David Hollerith reports for Yahoo Finance. Let me just adjust my setup here real quick. Okay. Tesla sells $936 million worth of Bitcoin in the second quarter, but still holds Dogecoin. So the key takeaways are that Tesla has sold 75% of its Bitcoin. And according to them, uh, Tesla had liquidity concerns due to COVID China lockdowns. I want to give you a little, like a lot of people think that the uh, there's a downtrend in Bitcoin and that was because uh, Tesla sold theirs. But it's, to be honest with you, I don't think that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it would make sense. It was a lot of Bitcoin, but at the same time, I don't know how big of an impact it's going to have, but they did keep some, and uh, here is something from Elon Musk. On a call with an analyst on Wednesday, Tesla CEO Elon Musk said, it should be mentioned that the reason, sorry, that the reason we sold a bunch of our Bitcoin holdings was that we were uncertain as to when the COVID lockdowns in China would alleviate. So it was important for us to maximize our cash position give the uncertainty of the COVID lockdowns in China. We are certainly open to increasing our Bitcoin holding in the future, so this should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. It's just that we were concerned about overall liquidity for the company, given COVID shutdowns in China, and we have not sold any of our Dogecoin. So he pumps Doge, but he does let you know like he does not plan on not buying Bitcoin in the future, but the reality is everyone's hurting Tesla's really hurting right now, and they're 
they're making money, but they're they're having trouble with this, all the supply chain issues and inflation issues. Their their profit margin is decreasing per, per car, and there's a lot of competitors coming in. And China was a big market for him. He was like in, in building, increasing, and manufacturing in. So um, that make it does make sense. So what do you think about this? Do you think that this is not that big of a deal? Do you think that Bitcoin's doomed because Elon Musk decided to make a good decision for his company called Tesla over the future of Bitcoin adoption? Do you think that Bitcoin adoption is inevitable? Please let me know. Leave a comment below. And I am moving on. All right. Ripple Labs lawsuit. This is an article from our author Arun Srivastav, Srivastav, I think I said that right. If I didn't, please forgive me. It's from Crypto Potato, and the article is Ripple gets one over the SEC as court orders production of Ether is not security Hinman's speech. So those of you who have not been following me or this whole thing, I'm just going to give you a real, real quick a little update here. Okay, so the SEC sues Ripple Labs. And they say that XRP is a security. Ripple Labs created the XRP token. Well, the SEC is like, no, when you sold that, that was that was a security. That was the same thing as selling stock. You didn't register. Therefore, you're in violation of the law and you are you need to pay us a fine. And so the big question is, what is a security and what is commodity? In the world of crypto, it is not clear. It is not clear because there is no legislation, because Congress, as everyone knows, drags their feet, sits on their hands and worries about re-election instead of doing their freaking job. So since they're not doing their job, it's left to the regulator, the SEC. And the head of the SEC, Gary Gensler, wants crypto to primarily really sounds like he wants it to be a security so he can regulate it. He wants to be the white, you know, the white knight. At least that's how it seems. Well, what is what am I even talking about? A security is basically a stock. You buy a stock because you think the people that are running the company that you have stock in are going to do well and you're going to make a profit. So you're relying on a third party to do well. A commodity does not have reliance on third parties. A commodity, specifically the price goes up and down based on supply and demand. For example, gold is a commodity. You cannot say, oh, this one mine didn't do well and now uh, my gold is hurting. No, gold is is based on supply and demand. There are so many parties involved. It's a commodity. It's also easy to trade gold for the same price anywhere in the world. But that's not necessarily true with a stock at a company. So there's a difference between a commodity like gold or oil or wheat, grain, etc., versus a stock in Google or Apple uh, or a bond in a company. So what is crypto? Well, it seems like crypto, it depends on the crypto. Some crypto may be securities and some may be commodities. There are multiple speeches before Gary Gensler that were by SEC officials. They explained a security versus commodity as it pertains to crypto. And it's all hinging on decentralization. And in a speech that this guy named, last name is Henman, he was a... Uh, SEC official, he said that ETH was security, but now it's not. Or in better words, he said, oh, ETH is now a commodity and it doesn't seem and it's properly decentralized. So it doesn't really make sense for the SEC to go after them. Well, in lack of 
lack of basic clarity and regulation and over are, are, are from regulators and legislators, the industry decided to keep moving forward and not wait for clarity. And because that's not how technology and free markets work, you got to keep moving forward. And it's sometimes better to ask for forgiveness than it as as to ask for permission, I guess. I don't know, but that's what it seems like. So since the SEC was not being clear and open, the industry moved forward and decided to take what Hinman said in his speech as guidance for the industry. And the guidance was it's a, a security can become a commodity and no longer be in the purview of the SEC based on the amount of decentralization. We don't know what that even means, but that's what the that's the guidance. It was further ingrained when the chairman of the SEC at the time said in another speech that we look to Hinman's speech to decide whether or not something is security and a commodity. And then in this SEC lawsuit versus Ripple, the SEC argues that no, Hinman's speech was his own opinion. He even said so. But it doesn't matter that Clayton, Jay Clayton, who was the head of the SEC at the time, said we at the SEC looked to Hinman's speech and then they put it on their website. Now, all none of that matters. Because it was still his personal opinion. Well, Ripple called bullshit. And they said, well, then fine. If it's his personal opinion, then we need to see it. We want to see exactly what went down with this speech. And the SEC is like, well, wait a minute. That's privilege. And, the, and then the judge is like, nah, that's not privilege. You just said it was his personal opinion. So there's no privilege. So you got to turn it over. And the best part about all of this is what the judge said this is the best part hold on one second let me find it okay the judge said this is the judge not me some youtuber not somebody who loves xrp not anybody in the sec the judge oversight presiding over the case says the hypocrisy in arguing to the court on the one hand that the speech is not relevant to the market's understanding of how or whether the sec will regulate cryptocurrency and on the other hand, that Hinman sought and obtained legal advice from SEC counsel in drafting his speech suggests that the SEC is adopting its litigation positions to further its desired goal and not out of faithful allegiance to the law, the judge said in a ruling. Hypocrisy. The SEC is full of hypocrisy. They do not want to lose this. They are going to try to win by hook or crook. Okay, this is a government agency. So hopefully this speech coming to light will just show, one, how much hypocrisy and BS is going on at the SEC, and two, will shed a little bit of light on exactly how people are thinking, and hopefully for every crypto holder's you know, sake, the SEC loses this case. If they win in any capacity, it'll only be that the initial sale of XRP was similar to a security, but once the initial sale passed hands to the next person, it was no longer a security and it was moving around as a commodity because it can be used as a utility token within the XRP ecosystem. If you do not understand what I'm saying, please leave a comment below. I would like to explain further, but basically the, the industry needs clarity and reg clarity of regulation, legislation most likely to in order for it to be fully realized and become what everyone in the world of crypto wants it to be, at least everybody in the world who wants 
crypto to continue to flourish and the prices to go up and it, there to be uses for this crypto. So that's a pretty big deal. I think um, I think it's important. I'm, I mean, I've been covering this. If you've been following me, then you know that we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting months and the SEC has been kicking the can down the road forever. So there you have it. The SEC is full of hypocrisy and that's out of the judge's mouth, not mine. What do you think about this? Leave a comment below and moving on. Author Tatiana Riveredo uh, reports for Cointelegraph, Micah and Topher, the EU moves to regulate the crypto asset market. So if you've been paying attention to my channel, you know that there is this thing called Micah, which is markets and crypto assets. It's some regulation that was put in front of the parliament, EU parliament. They have some really long process that I don't really quite understand, but uh, the, there was a little doubt that these rules were going to change throughout this process once it passed the preliminary vote, which it did. It looks like <coughs> it looks like we're back at it. It says on the last day of June, the European Union reached an agreement on how to regulate the crypto asset industry, giving the green light to market and crypto assets or MICA, which was already expected. So what do you need to know? I don't, I'm not going to go back through the whole thing because I did that before, but what you need to know in Europe is this piece here. Among what has been approved following the FAT F recommendations, which is basically like a, you know, a cent, an, a non-government entity that basically writes the rules for the financial institutions around the world. How does that, how do they have that kind of power? I don't know, but that's what it is. Following the FATF recommendation line, the main topics are as follows. One, all crypto asset transfers will have to be linked to a real identity, regardless of value, zero threshold traceability. Basically, they want crypto to be tied tighter and with more surveillance than our current financial system because they don't expect that every time you take cash from someone you take their id do they no number two service providers involving crypto assets which the european legislation call virtual asset service providers or vasps will have to collect information about the issuer and the beneficiary of the transfers they execute so a service provider that's interesting. I wonder what the definition is of service provider. So a virtual asset service provider. Hopefully that just means exchanges, but just wait. Number three, all companies providing crypto related services in any EU member state will become obliged entities under the existing AML or anti-monitoring laundering directive. So basically they're saying that any company providing these services in, in the EU will have to... Uh, collect all kinds of information and keep that information about all these transactions, the parties of them and et cetera, et cetera, so that when they want to do an investigation for money laundering, they can do so. Number four, unhosted wallets. For example, wallets not held in custody by third party will be impacted by the rules because VASPs or virtual asset service providers will be required to collect and store information about their customers' transfers. So that's just like me, you, me saying, Hey, um, I need to, I need you to write me a check. And they're like, why don't I just transfer it to your bank account? And I'm like, well, I don't have a bank account. They're like, okay, I'll write you a check. But in order to cash this check, you got to go to my bank account. And when you go into the other person's bank account, then they're like, oh, you don't have, you don't have an account with this bank. So we need your ID. 
So it's basically making the crypto industry exactly the same as our current financial industry, but even more scrutinous because there is no cash in the world of crypto. And cash, as everyone knows, is anonymous. Number five, enhanced compliance measures will also apply when EU crypto asset service providers interact with non-EU entities. Number six, regarding data protection travel rules, data will sub- will be subject to robust requirements of the European data protection law. General data protection regulators, the European blah, 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 defining the technical, hold on. Hold on one second. Just reading this. Okay. Hold on one second. Sorry, I uh, had a little bit of a technical issue here. So let me go back to what I was reading you. All right. So number seven, the European Data Protection Board will be in charge of defining the technical specifications of how GDPR, which is the General Data Protection Regulation, requirements should be applied to the transmission of travel rules. So the travel rule is basically they want to track the entire transaction from like the entire life of the transaction. So basically... They want to know how you use crypto every single transaction. Sound like a surveillance state to me? That's because it's because it is. Intermediary VAS VASPs or virtual asset service providers that perform or transfer on behalf of another VASP will be included in the scope and will be required to collect and transmit the information. Basically, they want them to communicate just like banks and they don't want these banks or crypto exchanges to communicate with wallets, other people's wallets, unless they've been doxxed or verified with their data. So what is this? What do you think about this? To me, this sounds like a bunch of bullshit because I don't think that like that much is necessary. But at the same time, how what is my realistic expectation for crypto coming into the world? Do I really think that crypto is going to just all of a sudden be the new cash and it's going to be anonymous and we're going to be able to do whatever we want with it? No. Anybody who thinks that, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm just like spending too much time in DC. You know, that could be possible, but it seems to me that if crypto is going to be successful, it's going to need to come into a regulatory framework. So while you may not like it, you will still be- reap the benefits of the prices going up. But that just might mean that you might need to sell it for cash so that you can remain anonymous and just be a first mover in the industry. You know, I don't know. It doesn't sound very exciting, but that's not the purpose of today's news. Today's news is to tell you exactly the realities of what's going on. We got, what do we got? We got Tesla sold a bunch of their Bitcoin. That's not good. Well, I don't like to hear that. Crypto Potato Report says, oh, well, we did get a win with Ripple. So let's see how that goes. Um, and then this rules in Micah. So Europeans, if you're listening to this or watching this, let me know what you think. Please leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to know what it's like to be in Europe and hearing these rules. If you agree or disagree with me, uh, please let me know. Leave a comment below and I will talk to you all later. Hot on.